Greetings, everyone. This is the Cozy Thespian at the moment, and you're watching the Three Count Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. That's right, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. You could call me your Sherpa, but like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. And that's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today, our person joins us from SSW, Outbreak, Invictus, 1CW. He is one-third of Sin. He is the thespian, Jazz Hawthorne. An honor and a pleasure. Bro, I'm so excited having you on the show. <laughs> How's it going, dude? It's good, man. It's good. So we met at Outbreak. Uh, we had, like, a lot of fun. We, You know, we had a hiccup in our match, but otherwise, I thought, I thought everything, like, yeah. leading up to even this, even at the ending, man, like, everything was great. And uh, oh, yeah. I generally – Say again? Watching back, it was pretty good. It was entertaining. Yeah. I genuinely like I I re- I didn't re- realize like you had turned your face away from the camera because I was like I just want a Razzie and I didn't realize you turned. <laughs> I said uh, a sophomoric imbecile. I'm wrestling. I'm wrestling a sophomoric imbecile. You can't actually hear it, but I just remembered. I read my lips, and I was like, "That's what I said." <laughs> <laughs> I was I was laughing about it. Everybody was like, "What are you guys talking about?" I was like, "I'll be honest." He, uh, he was like, take a bow. And I was like, do I get a win at Oscar? <laughs> no, it's theater. It's a Tony. <laughs> but, yo, man. So, once again, thank you for coming on the show, man. I really appreciate this. And, uh, yeah, my first question that's going to hit you with, man, is who is J.S. Hawthorne? Uh, it's a, that's, that's a loaded, really loaded question. Um. I, I can call him a character, but it's the same cliche of he's as much me as I am the character because I'm an actor. I have a bachelor's degree in theater. He is an actor. It, it's it's one of the classics of turn it turn turn it up to eleven. Um, but J.S. Hawthorne has many forms. I can be as serious or comedic as I want to be. Um, I I. I don't have to be British. I don't have to be Scottish. I don't have to be whatever. I, I can mold it to my liking, as one of my most recent promos will show. Uh, I, I I can play most any role, so whether that be in the ring or or commentary announcing all the things is uh, J.S. Hawthorne is is me as a Swiss army knife and my outlet to perform in every possible capacity. He's, he is me. I am him. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's something that you can very well see, like, and just the way that you approach, like whether you're approaching a match or approaching, like the way, like you want to shoot your character. I can see that you have elements of like everything and you're just, you're so malleable, man. Like you're just able to flow in and out. It is so cool to watch. So definitely, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun to see that. Because, you know, I may know someone else who is associated with this podcast who also has a degree in acting, but 
He just wants to be a thug and knock people out and just screams out, Duffin season! <laughs> to each, to each their own. I, I don't, I don't begrudge anyone who's doing it. There, there are guys doing theater gimmicks that I can pretty much tell you. I can, I can guarantee they don't have a degree, but they're they're doing the gimmicks. So it's it's to each their own. <laughs> yeah, it's cool though, man. Like I said, like I'm very much a fan, and we actually met. So we actually met a couple times. Full transparency, we actually met at one CW as well. And confessions, uh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but what, what made it cool though is that like and, and I, I definitely want to tell you this right off the jump and I don't I don't say this very often, right? But it was so cool getting to meet you at one CW uh, when we had the battle when we had the, the Royal Rumble style. Um because you were just so friendly, man. And it was so cool to be able to sit back and chat with you for a quick bit. And it's I'm not saying that like it's not like that in every locker room, because you know, in a lot of locker rooms I've been in, but it was just you instantly made a fellow welcoming and I had no idea like where I was, what I was doing, yeah. but you were just like, Hey man. And then you sat down, we chatted it up. That's definitely a, a theater thing of, as far as everyone in the cast is, we're a team, whether you be crew or you're on the show, we're all a team and, and, and you, you put ego aside in theater. So that's just something I always carry with me. And, and, new face equals new friendship, new connection, new opportunity. And again, that means that, that helped us have a a rapport once we got to outbreak and we were like, Oh, it's you and me. Let's go. That kind of thing. Um, So yeah, no, it's, it's, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt to be friendly. I mean, sure. Everyone has their, like their social meter is like, okay, I got, I put out too much energy, energy, energy today. I got to reel it back. But, but just that's when I start acting. <laughs> I was like, yeah, just put on a smile. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Facts. It's cool though. Cause like you said, your character can get, can get as funny as they want to get or get as serious as they want to get. And it's, it's cool to watch you flow through it. But I'm, I'm just curious though, like what brought you into the sport? Um, funny enough. Uh, pretty close related to that promo that I just cut the other day where I was uh, paying homage to uh, Cactus Jack because <clears throat> back before I was like, I, I, I had said uh, on the Johnny Moran podcast about just being aware of pro wrestling in kind of like a, a cultural sense and stuff like that. Seeing it kind of like translating cartoons here and there and, and, and things. But my dad would tell me these wild stories about this lunatic named Cactus Jack and, and, and the stuff he would put me through. I'm going to turn my vibration off. Um, and uh, it just, I was like, he did what with who now with barbed wire and, and exploding and, and things like that. And, and so then thanks to YouTube, I was able to just go and dive in and, and, and explore. <clears throat> and then I just kind of picked it up around 2007 and went from there watching TNA and then WWE and then it was off to the races really. Yo, that's kind of, that's, that's cool though, that you and your dad had like that relation uh, around Mick Foley because Mick is like, he, cause I remember my first introduction to Mick Foley crazy enough was actually Hell in a Cell. Uh, 
was that match. I didn't know. I knew who Mankind was, right? Because I'd seen him in the ring. I didn't know who Mick Foley was. I just, I it wasn't something I had been like super like associated with. So when I had a, a chance to go back and watch like all of his work and the way that he moves and just like his sellability and even his work rate, I was like, damn, this was really good. <laughs> he was like way ahead of his time. He was something different. Then then that's half the key is like Mick's not the most athletic guy, but God damn is he is he someone to watch he's entertaining he, he brings a, a factor of oh geez even if it's not what he's doing to himself it's what he's doing to taker or somebody else or to terry funk it's just, it, it was that aspect of yeah i know i'm not gonna be i've already kind of accepted like i, I i've got a lot of ways to go before i'm kind of physically where i want to be but i know i'm not gonna be a super athlete so i i, I know i can channel that it factor that I know I possess on some level that can bring in an audience that maybe, maybe the athletics aren't the most attractive thing for them. And they, they really want investment in who the person is, but yeah, no, I, I, I my dad actually got to see me uh, uh, wrestle at the uh, legends of Hamburg show. That was the first time he, he and my sister got to see me wrestle live. And he also got to meet uh, uh, Billy Walker and Renee that night so my one of my wrestling dads got to meet my real dad so that was cool (laughs) that is super cool man so kind of been around for a little bit man i'm just very curious what's like the worst bump you've taken um probably the first bump i ever took in a boxing ring when i was a kid (laughs) uh i I don't know it just just, that was the first thing that came to my mind of um it I, I was uh, this place in Fleetwood. It's like a martial arts gym and they had a boxing thing. And that was when I was like first getting into wrestling. And uh, I had no, no idea what the difference was between a, like there was what the, the, the bounce on a wrestling ring was versus a boxing ring. So I just go in, I, I, I do the, I do the people's elbow run and I go and I hit the bump and I just go, <laughs> knock all the wind out of myself. Um, to this day, I, I gotta say, probably doing the moonsault to my neck in training, fun. Um, not, well, it wasn't to my neck; it was to my face, which almost broke my neck. But thank you, five inches of gymnastic padding at the sanctuary, for saving my life. Because I, I literally, I literally came down on my face, saw three lightning bolts, and my came up, and my vision was like this. And I was just like fixed. <laughs> took a week off and then got back into it so yeah that's probably the worst one that's crazy though man like just and it it was funny because like we had a different we had a different ending planned out for the match at outbreak and i was we were talking about how like uh i was gonna get on second rope and i was gonna hit a moonsault and you said you're like when the last guy who did it almost broke his neck and i was like all right man so we're just gonna go with your finish (laughs) yeah well it's 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 a you don't have to. We don't. We're not working in front of a crowd. That's uh. It's it's just in front of the boys, and it's it's a studio thing. Let's let's tone it back. Save it if you can do it. Cool. Save it for for time that matters. So, yeah. Yeah. There's it's just crazy though because there's all sorts of things like I want to start doing like in shows I can do like out like in a ring, and I just. I haven't, I haven't really pulled out all that stuff in my repertoire just yet. And I was like, 
there's still a lot of layers that haven't been peeled off yet. But it was definitely cool that you were able to be like, hey, no, 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 no. <laughs> like, let's just, let's reel this in and we're going to do yeah, something I mean, completely. Like, you'll, you'll run into, oh, I want to do this thing, but I'm not comfortable in this ring or if it's my first time working in this ring, I'm not used to this ring. It's got a different feel to it. Every, every, <clears throat> almost every ring has a kind of different essence about it as far as how tight the ropes are. What are the ropes? Are they cables? Are they ropes? Are they loose? Are they tight? How's the bump? Is there spaces in the matting underneath it? Uh, so you just kind of play it by ear of like, well, what am I real comfortable doing? It's like, I'm not going to do certain Lucha things everywhere versus, oh, I can spike DDT here, but I'm not going to spike DDT there. But it's, it's, it's you, you, you protect yourself uh, both against your opponent and against the ring. <laughs> Yeah, and which was something else, like, you know, something that a, a lot of people don't ever, like, really talk about is, like, limitations. Because, like, something that, like, you you do normally, right, you do kind of like the Phoenix uh, bounce springboard off the on the yeah. rope. Yeah, and, I know. I ripped that right from Phoenix. <laughs> and, uh, and you were working with it on me, but it wasn't something that I had done, but it was something I wanted to try. And I watched you, and I didn't really know how to spot, right, which was – Full transparency, like that should have been on me. That was on me. But what made it cool was is we had somebody on the outside that was like, hey, just do this and just hold, right? And I felt like the second time that you went up, like I had you spotted a lot better. And uh, yeah. I was like, I was like, if we would have ran this in a match afterwards, like for the third time, I was like, it would have still looked sloppy. So I'm glad we never we didn't put it in there. But also, it was just cool for me to get that, that I don't want to say dirty. But that that experience, that that necessary experience to learn something new, like on the fly. Yeah, it's a, it's a collaborative effort of of yeah. I think guys will have more experience doing one thing than certain guys doing it, and and you just kind of you be a sponge and receptive to certain things, and like know when it's like oh thank you so much or okay thanks I'll keep yeah thanks whatever. But just being receptive and saying and, and appreciative of when someone has something to say, and then kind of adapting how, how you work. And maybe you have a style that you've been doing it and it's embedded of how you kind of do something. It can't hurt to try it maybe just a little bit different. Um, And maybe, oh, that actually kind of helps. And maybe I don't want to do fully that other thing, but I can kind of find the middle ground of what I'm comfortable doing, what I like, what what I've got uh, muscle memory doing. Then take that new version and find a middle ground and say, this is the most efficient way to do it. This is, the most the best looking way to do it um like it the but that that basing is is, is such an easy way and you, you even helped me when we ran it the second time i lost my balance a little bit and you were right there under me for the grip so yeah no it, it's it's everything with practice really yeah mm-hmm. it was cool and it's something like just even myself like just that training it's not something i get to do too much because we don't have really like a lot of lucha guys right so it's always like all right well Let's find this balance ground and, and figure it out. So when you were you were done, I was like, "Yo, this is cool. I get to learn something new." And I, I definitely was mad appreciative. But going going away from like bumps and like on the training side of things, I'm very curious, man. What's one of the hardest times that you've been hit? Uh, <clears throat> hardest times I've been hit. Um, two come to mind. One being a splash. The other being a lariat. The in chronological order, um, I took a, a. I was it was actually at the dungeon. Um, me versus uh Killian McMurphy, 
we did a one CW bulletproof belt match, and the finish was a, a distraction tap on one shoulder. I do a, a, a basically a three sixty turn around and meet it, and uh, oh, it was a great. It just it landed great, but it was the last thing of the match, and and I I, I thank Killian for not holding back, but yeah, that one that one knocked me pretty nice. Um, and then the other one was, a uh, 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 middle ropes frog splash from Savage at the, uh, the last sanctuary show. Yeah. You, you can see it like I, I'm selling, but he, he came down and squished the shit out of me. And I was like, Oh, <laughs> those are, those are the worst, man. Like when you. You know it's coming, right? So you're like, I'm still going to try to protect myself the best way that I can. And there's just, there's nothing that you can do. Just You just have to eat all of it. Yep. <laughs> so after your matches, I'm just curious. Do you have a post-match meal, a post-match snack you got to get to? Uh, depends. I, I don't, I usually water. I'm not, it depends. It, like if there's food or if I haven't eaten depend like it, 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 it's i don't have anything like regimented um maybe i'll have like a, a a shake if i have one sitting around like a nutritional thing like a protein shake or something but it, it, it's it's never it's never been a consistent thing so it's usually like water okay bet bet all right well i'm curious man like in your journey that you've had so far like what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn hardest lessons to learn that's tough. Um, I'm going to say the hardest lesson to learn is the lesson I haven't learned yet. <laughs> That's because, because it's just, you, I, I don't know. It, it, it's tough. I think it's not, it's not really like a lesson. It's just kind of, no one's really going to push you more than you're going to push you. And if you're not pushing you, then no one's going to put in nearly the, the, the effort that you need. Like, yeah, you can have coaches and you can have trainers and you can have tag partners and whatnot. But it, again, it, it always comes down to you to be in the right financial situation, to be in the right physical uh, level that you want to be at. Um, and, and then kind of pushing yourself. So that's, that's, it's just the hardest thing is just kind of constantly being in that mindset to improve, um, and not stagnate. Um, that's probably been a tough one because I, 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 I definitely am mad at my younger self for probably not because like I went to, I, <clears throat> I went to Bloomsburg university and that rec center has an amazing, uh, amazing weight room and other just a whole bunch of different fitness stuff that I'm so mad at myself that I didn't spend those four years using that to its fullest. Um, so probably the toughest lesson is just you, you got to be on yourself physically because no one, no one can do it for you. Oh, I like that though. That's actually that's that's a great great life lesson in itself. Not even just like I I genuinely think about that too. Where I look back at some of the time and I'm like, I wasted like 
so much of my youth just not knowing what I was doing. <laughs> like if I had, a, if I guess if I was a little sharper and I would have thought about like what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be, I would probably be a little further along than where I am right now. <laughs> but got to ask, man, what kind of advice would you give to up and coming wrestlers? Um, uh, one, hit the gym. Uh, two, cut out sugar and unnecessary sodium. Um, take acting classes. Be a sponge. Be friendly. Be available. Because that's half the thing is you, you get some people that maybe they don't have any of those things, but they were the most available person, so they got the spot. Um <clears throat> Be unique. Be you. You're gonna be. You're gonna find the most comfort in just kind of finding what works for who you are as a person, and, and just dialing that up. Um, yeah, that's, that's kind of basically it. I like it though. I like it. So seeing that you're a a traveling kind of person, I'm just very curious. You've probably been in a lot of different locker rooms, so I just need one do. And one don't of the locker room. Um, <laughs> uh, don't mark out when like someone big name is on the show. Just be they're they're just another person. They're literally just another human being. Don't 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 be a mark. Um, uh, do shake hands with everybody, whether you get there first, whether you get there last, because even even like if you're there from the beginning and people are coming in saying hello, because it's their job to kind of do the round. If 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 you see someone that you hadn't introduced yourself to, I I know it's it's it can be awkward, but just hi, I'm this. You're probably gonna forget their name. They're probably gonna forget your name. But if you do it enough times, you see them enough times, it'll it'll stick at some point. We all have so much concussion syndrome. It's it's no one's fault. We're all in the locker room with so many people so many times. If there's over like 60 people in the back, which is like, that's a big, big show. Yeah, you're not going to remember everyone if you're meeting them for the first time. But it, it's it's be friendly. Just be a person. Don't 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 have an ego about yourself and don't kowtow to, to anyone else's uh, ego. No, that and that's 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 great advice. And it's it's funny because like uh, I, you know, I try to I try to remember that like as far as like big names coming on the card, right? You just keep yourself grounded and remember that they're it they're you're a professional, so be a professional, right? And so like. This last time we're at one CW, I waited and I went back and I, I ran into Kylan King again. I was like, "Hey, I have this podcast. I wanted to reach out to you to ask if you want to be on." And she was like, "Yeah, of course." And then, uh, yo, we were talking on the on the podcast, and I was and I was like, "I was like, dude, like, look at who's here." <laughs> and I just kept thinking to myself yeah. like this whole time, but yo, and she, you know, very down to earth person. Really, she's incredible. Yeah. But I was like. It, it's it's just that you have to keep that mindset. Like, remember, like, you're not, like, yes, there's levels to this game, right? And there really is. 
but you all are still here on the same playing field. You're here for to to bring back to how we said at the beginning of the show, right? You're here because you want to make the show great, and that's what everybody's job is there to do. So I I, I think about that a lot now, and I'm like, yeah, I gotta. Re-. I was like, inside the kid inside me is all like, just go talk to him and say hi, and then just like blurt out everything, and then the, the adult side of me is like, no, 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 we gotta calm down. <laughs> it's fine. It's finding kind of opportunities here and there to to kind of put yourself out there, like. Uh, I wanted to meet Masha Slamovich for the longest time because she was also trained by Billy Walker. So when she was kind of doing her rounds, I, I said, Masha, I've wanted to meet you for a long time. I also trained under Billy Walker. And then later on, that sh- uh, this is the first time I was at 1CW. I was just, I was talking with her for a long while because we, we had something in common that we could, that I, I don't think I would have had as much courage to kind of want to sit and chat with her um, about it. Um, and, and Or even uh, at the last True show, that Wheeler Yuta was on, <clears throat> he's he's in the one hallway watching a match, and I'm thinking, oh, there's that one little window upstairs with the seat there. And I say, hey, Wheeler, you, do you want a better view? He's like, sure, and I take him upstairs, and, and it's just me and him chatting, sitting on the catch, uh, couch watching, like, Bro Keller and Tommy Vex go. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's those it, – we're just people, man, and, and, and there are certain it, – it's knowing – Knowing your, your picking your spots is <clears throat> this is a good opportunity to pick uh, to squeeze the sponge and and and, and maybe l- get some from the learning tree or maybe this is just this is just the time to be a, a just hang out just just to be two people hanging out. We don't have to talk about wrestling. We can learn about each other or 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 just kind of talk about whatever, and it doesn't have to be wrestling related. Again, it, it, it's finding uh, <clears throat> the relationship. That can be part of wrestling, but but can be so much more um, is, is really important. And, and it's it's yeah, it's like Kylan King, sweet person. Um, I was hanging out with Jamie Senegal over over uh, uh, New Year's and learning how interconnected she is with all these people. And 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 I can only hope to get to to that kind of rapport with people um, of 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 certain. Uh, uh, status that have been world champions that have been global uh, uh performers so it's it's just kind of you stick you, you stick with it and you be a good just be a good person facts well those are like all my heavy hitting questions but we got to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast you probably me. What? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so here <laughs> is uh, this is the thing, right? So this is this this is the best, the second best podcast segment of the podcast. It's called the Three Count Podcast, Ten Count Questions. Here's how it works, Mister Hawthorne. I'm gonna fire off ten questions at you, rapid fast. Whatever's your answer is your answer. Okay. <laughs> so we'll put on the imaginary timer for added pressure. Bing! Oh, great! And here we go. SmackDown or Raw? Oh, uh, SmackDown. Favorite theatrical play? Um, ah, uh, oh, damn that. See now that now you're giving me hard ones. <laughs> um, I I gotta go with a, just a straight play. Uh, probably importance of being earnest. Okay. 
PlayStation or Xbox? PlayStation. Favorite supervillain? Um... My brain says Frieza from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> yeah, I like it, though. <laughs> William Shakespeare or Ernest Hemingway? Shakespeare. Favorite submission? Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to not self-mark and, and pick someone else's. Um, <laughs> uh, I got. I gotta go with Billy Walker's double heel hook. It just—it's so the, the double heel hook into the lion. It just it does it for me. Nice. Uh, all right, Sonic or Mario? Uh Mario. Okay. Favorite podcast? Uh, you're not gonna get me on this. Uh, bust it open. <laughs> you know what's crazy is I tell everybody I'm like. Pick whatever podcast you want, because whatever it is, I'm just going to be like, we'll take second place. <laughs> <laughs> you Nominate. guys busted open. It's so good, though. Oh, I love You know what? Pause the timer. Uh, I listen to all their Masterclass episodes. I'm oh, Dude, I, I, I listen to, like, every episode. It's, I, I've learned so much. Yes. I'm so, like anyone have, anyone who wants to be a wrestler or is currently a wrestler should listen to the Busted Open podcast. Yes, 100%. <laughs> resume okay, the timer. <laughs> resume the game on. Uh, nominate one person you want to see on this podcast. Um. Uh, uh, um, I gotta go with. I, I got two either Trotsky or the Macedon. They're just okay. both good picks. Bet. And then last but not least, my favorite question asked every single person who comes on this podcast: favorite curse word. Um, I, it's, 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 it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough choice. It's, it's really, it's really a tough, tough choice. I really, uh, I don't, I'm having, I'm having a tough, having a tough time. Yeah. It's either that or cunt. I just, I, I love them both. Yeah, I tell Talk everybody. Is really versatile. That's 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 what it is. I tell everybody who comes on and says like the F word is their favorite one, right? I'm like, dude, like if you don't know the history of the F word on YouTube, it's one of the greatest videos of all time. It's like two minutes and thirty nine seconds long, and it just teaches you about the word Second, fuck, which means to strike. Yes. Like, oh, it talks about how you can use it as an intransitive verb, and you can use it as almost every single word in the sentence. Fucks. Yo, yes, that's, that's so great. That's that's some like OG YouTube shit right there. Yeah, I was telling people that was like that was viral before viral was a thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, that's all, all my questions here at the Three Count Podcast. So the last thing I need from you is to let our viewers and our listeners know where they can find you. All right, um, I I'm really bad about actually having these <clears throat> memorized, um, because they're slightly different here and there. Uh, Twitter is, I think, the thespian, uh, JSH, I think, at thespian JSH, or the thespian, I don't, I don't know, something like that. <laughs> you'll find it, JS Hawthorne, just plug it in somewhere, you'll find it. 
Um, Instagram is js j.s. underscore Hawthorne. Facebook, js Hawthorne. Um, I don't think I have a Hawthorne specific TikTok, but you've got my TikTok, which is just entertaining. Is that's KiltWizard72. My regular Instagram is KiltWizard72. Um, YouTube, JS Hawthorne. I have my page that I've been uploading a whole bunch of stuff to on that. I don't have a. That's that's basically it. That's my socials down. So there you have it. You have all of his socials. You guys already know what that means. We got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right. You can call me a Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And today you see him right next to me. He's the man, the myth, the legend, the Fesbian. J.S. Hawthorne. So you guys know what that means, and you know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there, or you just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro, and you choose another episode. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow. Give us a like. Give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like. Give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. Oh, at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.